I'm Kurt, I'm a parent, and this is the Parent Skills Podcast. Well, hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Parent Skills Podcast. My name is Kurt Johnston, and I am so glad that you are with us. This little podcast is really meant to just give you as parents some hope, some help, some insight into various topics concerning parenting. And this this time around, I think we're going to touch on a topic that at first glance, men, when you hear the topic, you might have a temptation to say, oh, that's not for me and check out. I'm going to ask that you not, because as we take a look at how do you as a mom, if you're a working mom, how do you manage and balance marriage, your career, and being a parent? And believe it or not, dads, that is not all on the mom to figure out. We play a vital role in that. And so I think it's going to be a very good conversation. I've got a great friend in the studio today, and we will jump in in just a second. Okay, well, we are back again. Thanks for joining us. We're glad you're here today. We're going to take a look at the challenges and some tips and hope for those of you in the audience who are women who are also, for the most part, full-time or even part-time working moms. You are juggling lots of plates and there's a lot, or spinning lots of plates, juggling lots of balls, whatever. You're busy, you're busy, and um, you've got a lot going on. And so I've asked my friend and coworker, Liza Gant. Liza is one of our ministers here at Saddleback Church. She helps lead our discipleship efforts and our missions efforts in our children's ministry. And she helps lead our new parent ministry as well. And so we're thrilled. Liza is one of the smartest women I know. Do you have a PhD or a master's? No, or? I have two masters. Two so I ma- joke oh. that it spells mama. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you do. Two masters spells mama. Not two mamas have two masters, which I think if you add up, if you add up two masters, it kind of should yeah, add up to a PhD, for, right? Trade it in. Yeah, just trade in for PhD. Um, but you are just a brilliant leader mm-hmm. and thinker a mom of four little ones Mm -hmm. married to a husband who works a lot in Mm -hmm. a self-employed, which carries its own level of stress Mm -hmm. and challenges and sacrifices. And so Liza, um, I'm thrilled you're here. I just kind of gave you the big introduction, but whatever I lift out, why don't you take over for a second and fill in a few blanks. So we get to know you. I think you cover most of it. So I do work full-time in ministry here at Saddleback church with our discipleship for kids as well as now this new adventure of Saddleback Parents with you, Kurt. And then I have four little ones that are seven, six, four, and two. Seven, six, four, and two. Yes, we love it. They're very wow, close that's a, in that's, age. that's busy. And your kids are fantastic. They're so fun. Yes. You you bring them. That's what's and, and we might talk about this. You know, one of the things you just kind of bring your kids into your life. Yes. Which you have a little bit of an advantage totally. in your career because yes. working in the church. And especially Saddleback Church, we tend to be okay with that. Yes. But you you do a great job Thank of just kind you. of bringing your kids along for the journey. They're yeah. in meetings with us sometimes. It's so yes. it's so fun. Yeah. The only place they don't come is I do some counseling on the side. Yeah, and, probably. Yeah. Probably Although worth sometimes they them. might be therapeutic to some people. <laughs> a, a therapy toddler. Yes. I mean, exactly. why not? I a therapy start toddler. something new there. <laughs> Well, awesome. Liza, let's let's jump into it. Um, Sounds great. Because I think you are a, a really good one for this conversation because 
um, as we've talked about before, and I think in one of our recent podcasts, we talked about the Enneagram and, and different personality types, but you're a hard worker. You're driven. You're an achiever. You, you know, you have two master's degrees. You're, mm-hmm. um, for kids, you're, uh, you kind of fit right into the sweet spot of a mom who's got everything going on. Right. Yes. And, and, and in all of that, trying to, trying to navigate being a parent. And so let's just jump right in. I got a few thoughts or a few things I'd like to hear your thoughts about. Do this for me, Elijah. Just share what, what, what's your biggest challenge um, and address a challenge that you go, I think this is probably one that's universal to a lot of moms mm-hmm. who are working. And how are you trying to navigate that? Yeah. Well, I think the biggest thing that I've heard time and time again and feel is um, just finding that work-life balance, you know, knowing that obviously there's never enough time, so to speak, to finish the work, but also never enough time to be with the kids or do housework or the extracurriculars and all that. So I think the way that we uniquely um, tackle that is just really keeping things simple. So I know that that sounds simple in and of itself, but like a good example is like my husband and I are very much given the gift of hospitality. So we love having people over, which can sound crazy making when we've got a dog and four kids and we're barely at home to be able to pick up, but we keep it simple. So it's not trying to put on a giant Pinterest based. I want to post it on Facebook. Yeah. As, as a working mom with four kids, Pinterest is not your friend. Yeah. I mean, we try some of those things, but then we definitely (laughs) don't, the end result does not look like that. Hand painted placemats are overrated. Yes. That's what they do at school anyway. So, so yeah, so we try to keep things simple. So we love having people over, but it's just a barbecue. It's come over for root beer floats. It doesn't have to be this grandiose thing. So then that way it keeps also the stress of like, Oh gosh, we don't have time to hang out with people. We don't have time to host things or do things. It's like, we'll just keep it simple and focus on what it's about, which is the relationships. Right. I love that. Cause what I hear you saying is, It'd be very tempting in your season of life because your kids are young. Every season's busy. When you have totally. four teenagers, it's not going to yeah, be any. I, I hate different. to break it to you, no, Eliza. It's a it's busy. a different busy. <laughs> yeah. By the way, when they're, I have two adult children. Mm-hmm. One's married and pregnant, yes. and one is a senior in college. My life doesn't seem any less busy yep. than it did when they were your kids' age. Um, so in these busy seasons, and yours is you're in the one of the busier ones, obviously. Mm-hmm. I think it's tempting for parents to say, for this season, we're going to set aside so many of the other things that bring us joy so we can only focus on the kids. And I get it. That's a priority. You can't do everything. But I love what you're saying, Liza, is no, we've we've decided that it's worth the effort to continue to do some stuff that is meaningful to you, to continue to have friends in your home. It'd be easy to say, no way. Yes. No way. Look at our house. It's a mess. I'm dog tired today. I'm not going to open my house. And for you to say, no, we're still going to do the things we love, but be willing for them to look a little bit different in this season than they, than your ideal. Your ideal as somebody with a gift of hospitality would probably be to throw a nice big barbecue banquet with homemade mashed potatoes. And I'll just give you some hints of what you can invite Rachel and I over for someday, someday down the road. Right. But, but for now we'll come over for root beer floats. And that's what you're saying is do the things you love because work life balance is it's almost like the never ending, never attainable pursuit. Yeah. Um, and when you're saying, yeah, you, you won't attain it the way you think you, you, you yeah. might, but there's other ways to go about it. Yeah. <clears throat> Let me throw this out, Liza. I, mm-hmm. Tell me what you think. I actually think, I, I talk about this professionally a lot with people in ministry and careers. And I, I've never thought about this too much with family. I think it applies. Balance is a myth. Mm-hmm. There's no such thing as balance. 
Totally. There's no way for you to be a perfectly balanced mom, employee, leader, wife, and all the other stuff. Everything goes in these seasons. Everything yeah. is a give and a take. It's about rhythms yeah. and, and yeah, knowing that. Finding the rhythm that works for yeah, you and, and doing your best through it all. Yeah, so. I love that. That's good. Thank you. Thank you. Um, let me, how about this? Um, I have heard you use this phrase a few times and I've seen it here and there. I've never thought a ton about it, to be honest, because I don't fit the category. But talk to me about the idea of mom guilt and yes. what that means to you and how you navigate that. And I'm sure there's other women who, whether they would verbalize it in, in that term or not, yes. as soon as we say it, they know they, they go, Oh, yes. talk, talk to us. Yeah. About that I think bit. that's definitely something that's more common that I've heard and experienced myself. It, it, again, balancing for lack of better words, the work and life um, rhythm that find, but I think I almost, experience it more as I would say like mom anxiety where I get that anxiety if I haven't done this much for work or oh my goodness I haven't gotten this ready for the kids but I think a lot of that is basically just that um, anxiety guilt of like gosh am I not spending enough time and I'm not making the right choice so my husband and I joke being also a therapist that okay we are just putting more coins in their therapy banks down the road of how much have I messed them up by doing this right. or of course we know <laughs> prayerfully it's not that extreme but right. It's that feeling that we then are experiencing at the end of the day of, did I do enough? Did yeah. we make the right decision? Did we spend enough time? So. And I'm going to ask you a therapist question here. Okay. How much of that is based on um, expectations that you put on yourself that maybe yeah. you need to free yourself of? Yes, totally. Well, I know, especially in my case, I am a, I always say, a stereotypical Japanese-American girl who grew up overachieving you know I was in every sport every ASB thing everything in high school where every letter that could exist and all of that so I think that's just how it's raised and so it's easy to then have those high over the top expectations but then realizing okay what is realistic and what's going to make me happy hmm. you know so I mean it's silly examples of you know before I'd be like oh if there's a ding in the car well, it'd be so frustrating and create anxiety, but then we've if just there's learned, a, if there's like a, a ding on the car. A you ding. Know, like if I, thought you said, if a, I thought you said if there's a bean in the car, which with four little ones, too. there's probably a few <laughs> hidden Find places. Them in a couple weeks. <laughs> but yeah, so little things that used to be like, oh my goodness, that doesn't meet the perfectionist side. Now it's like, hey, it's life. It's not, you know, this is depreciating anyway, this car every day. So right. it's okay. Right. Um, gosh, when, when, when we think about the mom guilt, my mind just goes so many places. I think um, I'm going to talk to dads for a minute yeah. and husbands. I think we oftentimes inadvertently and maybe on purpose, if we're honest, mm -hmm. contribute to that. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not sure my hopes and dreams and expectations as unhealthy as many of them were of my wife were adjusted properly when we had our first child. And then when we had our second child, yeah. you know, there's still certain things in the Kurt psyche of what it, what I should deserve or expect from my wife. I, I kept the pedal to the metal despite the season that she was in as, as a mom. Um, and so men, if you're listening, I would, I would encourage you to just kind of take a little self-evaluation. Mom guilt is a real thing. Um, a lot of our wives work because they're just as called to their profession and passionate about that as, as we are as men. And a lot of them, to be honest, work because they, they need to. It's out of necessity, mm -hmm. which is totally a fact of life and a reality. Um, 
and anything we can do as, as dads, as husbands, to help alleviate some of the guilt they feel for dropping their kid off at preschool or for not being able to do park days and play dates the way other women do or the way they mm -hmm. think they should or the way their mom did with them, um, whatever we can do. Because um, men, our, our, our models and expectations of what we expect from our wives aren't always the right ones or the godly ones or the healthiest ones. They might be easiest for us, yeah. right? I mean, life would be easier for Jeremy mm -hmm. if you did everything the way it's supposed to be done all the time and he never had to think about it. I mean, life would be yes. easier for him, but that's not better. Totally. It's a partner. It's a partnership, yeah. right? Yeah. Men, we, we are just as invested in this relationship, this raising of kids. We're just, we're, you know, we have an equal stake in this thing. And, and so men, that's just a little throwaway side yeah, note for, yeah, for you. Um, but man, you hit out the way we're raised. Yeah. You're a three going back to the Enneagram, yes, right? I'm You're a an three. Achiever. And so as an achiever, you feel guilt and pressure and some parental performance anxiety, right? You talk about yes. anxiety mm -hmm. in ways that somebody, my wife is a nine. Mm -hmm. So she's a, she's a, peacekeeper yeah she's more laid back water rolls off her back in ways it doesn't yours totally. right and so paying attention and by the way the way god wired us is always good yes right so understanding it's it, understanding it, it and, and paying attention to that yep. I, I love that i think we could we could talk about mom guilt really just substitute that for parent guilt yeah. <laughs> and between us men and women we could talk about that for a, a long time totally and i think my encouragement here would be to give ourselves the same amount of grace that we've received right i mean think of the yeah, grace that god gives us on i mean we're just i'm a, I'm a bonehead yeah we god know we're sinners me. so we, it's just god, seeking yeah. the forgiveness and accepting the grace and we oftentimes give other people more grace than we give mm -hmm. ourselves. We overlook their parenting flaws yeah. in ways that we don't overlook in ourselves yep. because we, we know ourselves better. We expect more yep. of ourselves. I wasn't raised that way or, or whatever, totally. whatever it might be. So give yourself some grace, but pay attention yep. because by the way, sometimes what we would identify as guilt could also be the Holy Spirit saying, hey, pay attention to this yep. one. Kurt, you've gone to too many late night movies this week, yes. right? You know, step I mean, that, up your game in this area. <laughs> step up your game. That's also the role of the Holy Spirit in our life. Yes. But his role is not to guilt us. Yes. His role is to convict us mm -hmm. and point out areas of growth. And there is a dance between navigating. Yes. How do I grow without feeling guilty and anxious and, and, and those types of things? I think that's great, great insight. Here we go. Working mom. I want to hear, Liza, from you, your top three working mom parent tips. Okay. Well, one is a very practical one, and that is that um, loving a schedule. And when I say a schedule, not meaning that the kids have to be in bed at 8 p.m. or I'm going to lose it, but more of like I love our shared calendar, whatever that looks like digitally, so that my husband and I can put even our specific work things, mm -hmm. not because I need to know where he's at exactly and specifically or what he needs to know where I'm at, but then he knows like, oh gosh, I'm in a counseling appointment. I'm not going to be able to answer the phone or I am out of the office so that I'm out and about and can run this errand. But I also then, because I have a sickness, also have a paper 
planner because I love and need to write down the, hey, Audrey needs cookies at school tomorrow. Oh, Kyla needs sprinkles. Right. Because you need that balance of just literally knowing what the family's plan is. So that's yeah. one thing for sure is just having that schedule that's shared, but then also just the little So things. then when you say shared, it can be shared yeah. digitally. Yeah. It can be on that's, the refrigerator, yeah. old wall school. Wall, yeah. Whatever it is, do you yeah. and Jeremy have a set time that you get together and say, okay, let's look at this week's schedule? We try to, I mean, the ideal, not always the real, is yeah. Sunday night is prep for the week. So whether it's okay. making lunches for the kids for school or then it is looking at, okay, what's the meal plan for at home? And then it is looking at the calendar yeah. and saying, okay, if there are, so if there's an appointment that yeah. one of us has to be at, then it's okay, whose schedule is more flexible yeah. that... We yep. can move this meeting or do that. And, and I would assume, is it safe to say that some of the stuff that goes on your f schedule is a mix between stuff that you're pretty sure you have to stick to yes. and stuff that you're just hoping to accomplish this week. Yes. Lord willing and the creek don't rise, yes. as my grandma <laughs> would always say. Um, and, and what I like about that is, you know, I think in parenting and in, in our marriage, we can kind of have one of one of two different approaches. One is just to shoot the arrows and whatever happens, happens, right? I mean, we're just yeah. going to head into the week and we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll call a success if, if we can. The other is to kind of draw a target mm -hmm. and, and, and shoot the arrows at something. At. And you're yeah. still going to miss. Totally. You're still going to miss, but at mm -hmm. least you know what we're aiming for this week. Yes. And that's what I'm hearing when I hear you say a, a yeah. schedule. It's not a, it's not dyed in blue ink. You know, it's not a die, live and die by it. It's yeah. a target that you're aiming for. Yes, because like a great example, and I talked about it on the two-minute tips, is um, we have date nights on our kids' birth date. So like today actually, or on the third, is Peyton's because he was born on the third. Mm -hmm. Now, are they both going to happen on the third? No, but at least it reminds us of, oh, we need to schedule, be intentional about having a date time with Peyton. And date times, again, that'd be kind of the second tip I'm rolling into is to keep things simple. Okay, before you yeah. do that, just for clarity. Yeah. Every month on the third, every month you on the hope third, to try to have Jeremy a date tries with that with child, Peyton, and then I try, which that's is cool. a lot because right. that's four times, times four. two. That's yep. eight dates plus yep. my husband and I need to get some yep. dates in at some point. But I just want to clarify because yes. what I heard you say first was on your child's birthday, you yes. and Jeremy hope to have a date night. Yes, I thought, oh, that's hopefully different. we do that more than annually. <laughs> <laughs> well, times four—that'd yes. be once a quarter. That's pretty that's good. True. <laughs> yes, yes. So ideally, on the day of their birthday every month, we do that with and them. So, you date yes. them. Yeah, and that's where we keep it simple. So that's, again, right. going back to something I talked about earlier is simplify it. So with him, he wants to show Daddy how to play one of his DS games, mm -hmm. and he just wants to watch a movie at home with me. That's a, that that qualifies as his date night. Yes. Yeah, it doesn't have to yeah. be it doesn't all have day to be expensive. Right. It doesn't have to be long. It's just quality time one-on-one because... With four little ones, they and don't when the other three knock on the door of the of the den or whatever, and yeah. say, "We want to play too." Yep. Jeremy nope, says, "Sorry, sorry. It's, it's me and yep. Peyton's night." Yeah, and they've really learned to respect that. And one, they get excited when it's theirs, and then two, they right. respect yeah. that. Okay, it's not my time now. Yep, I love it. So, calendar. Yes. Keep things simple. Yes. And I think something we talked, you talked about too, Kurt, is just seeing things as a season mm -hmm. and not so much as like, oh gosh, I just have to get through this season, but really finding the joy and celebrating that. So obviously like with Christmas recently, it was easy to be like, oh my goodness, it's four in the morning, five in the morning, it's dark and they want to get up. 
Now we didn't let them get up yet, but right. either way, it's okay. We have to celebrate that this is a season. Like we're so excited. They're excited for Christmas because one day they're going to be sleeping through it and we're going right. to be up for, right. you know, as gross as it sounds, the season of, okay, we miss changing the little tiny diapers because now we changed oh, the two-year-old diapers. Yeah, well, well, it's fun. I mean, how many, how many parents out there, you can't yeah. wait until your kids are out of diapers Yes. And then by the time they're seven or eight, you look back on yeah, those years it. fondly. Yes. I, I enjoyed changing. In the moment, I yes. thought it would never end. It's tiring, gross, right. and never-ending, yeah. it seems like. But yeah, then you have those, you know, and again, because presumably God's plans are that we're done having more kids, but it is that, wow, we're like done. Like, I'm not going to be pregnant again, or I'm right. not going to have a little baby again. Yep, and I love what Reggie Joyner, I think he said it when he spoke at our church. I've heard him say it a few times, and it's just such a great reminder of the days are long, Yes. But the years are short. Yes. Um, and in the middle of a phase, in the middle of a parenting season, it seems like, will we ever get out of this? Mm-hmm. And then for some reason, you blink your eyes. And I can I can speak to this. You know, I, I'm about to be a grandpa. Yes. Well, it seemed like we would never be finished changing our daughter's diapers. Now and then I blinked my eyes. Diapers. And now I'm going to be changing her baby's diapers. Yes. Right. Um well, hopefully her husband, if there's a, hopefully Colton will step <laughs> up like and do more of that than I, I should be third <laughs> down, the, third or fourth down the line. Um, but, but, and for some weird reason, I can't wait. Yes. Right. You can't wait to yeah. enter this new season. When, when I was in junior high, I asked my mom, I said, Hey mom, what's the best age? And I think her answer applies to, if I were to say, Hey parents, what's the best season? Mm-hmm. When I said, Hey mom, what's the best age? My mom said, whatever age you are. I love that. Like every age is awesome. Yes. And a lot of it has to do with attitude and what, right? Of course. But also the reality of it's short. Yes. And they're wonderful. Mm-hmm. And, um, hey, what's the best season of parenting? Whatever season okay. you're in, yep. right? There's nothing easy about being a working oh. mom. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you've chosen to, to enter into a quagmire. It's a minefield relationally with Jeremy parenting, mom guilt, career expectations, personal expectations that you put on yourself. Um, It is just a season. It is because you you may not work forever. You might. Your kids won't be as young as they are forever. Your relationship with Jeremy will look different when you're my age than it does at your age, right? It's a season. Yes. A challenging, wonderful, awesome, season um closing a closing word of encouragement to working moms everywhere yeah i think just what you were saying chris to just celebrate it and and find the joy in the lessons so whether it is a stressful day at work or a stressful day at home is still finding those reasons to celebrate to find the lessons and even to just cherish those moments good and the bad Mm, I love it. Liza, thank you so much for joining us. And thanks everybody for listening to this episode of the Parent Skills Podcast. If for some reason you're listening to this on iTunes or Podbean and you're not on or have never been to our saddlebackparents.com website, saddlebackparents.com, on that website, this podcast is there with the archives of our other podcasts. We have, what is it, Liza? 50 something or some uh, a large amount of two minute tip videos we have a whole bunch of on track parenting videos that are longer great for a small group we've got book summaries we've got archives blog articles i really do think it's a place for every parent if you know of a parent who could just use a little hope and help 
point them towards saddlebackparents.com. Thanks again for listening to this episode of the Parent Skills Podcast. We will see you next time.